Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Paranormal True Crimes. I'm Grizzly, your host this evening. Bob, 
will be in and out. Tonight, Crystal Rogers from Barstown, Kentucky. Hello, Gary. Welcome to the show. Tess H., Crystal, nice to see you there. Friday evening, Debbie. Hello, Tammy Johnson. Gene Hudson, Nana Kim, Cryptic Cowboy. Welcome, everybody. So, we always have to say this before each show. All parties are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And once again, this is for entertainment purposes only. But as we talk about this case, I want you to listen how things are said and how things are articulated. I always say it's very important to understand what is said and how it's said. I think that adds up to a lot of things. And also, as we go over this case, my heart, our hearts, go out to the friends and family of Crystal Rogers and her dad. Hey, Roger Blair, welcome everybody. And hopefully that we can provide some type of resolution or maybe something to help her in the long run. So that's Crystal Rogers, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go back and let me bring her article up over here. And let's start from the beginning. Let's do a timeline here because this is very important. Her name was Crystal Marie Rogers. Now listen how she disappeared. She disappeared from her home in Barstown, Kentucky on July 3rd, 2015. Her boyfriend at the time said, remember, said she disappeared from the home overnight. Her car was found on a nearby highway two days later. Now, as we look at other cases in Bardstown, we are thinking somehow, right, as everybody also assumes, in theory, that all these other cases are connected. So Roger's family believed that her boyfriend was involved in foul play. He was also considered a suspect after he broke off an interview. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when you broke off an interview, that means he said, I'm done. You go fly a kite. I do not want to talk to you all. Her family also believes that this case is connected to unsolved 2016 shooting death of Roger's father while hunting. We had him on several news clips talking about his daughter's missing case and so forth. In 2023, two area men, including her former boyfriend, were indicted on charges connected to this case. Now listen to this. At the time of her disappearance, the 35-year-old mother of five was living with her boyfriend, Brooks Huck, their two-year-old son and her other children. Huck, 
as the last person on to have seen her stating she was on her phone playing games at their home when he went to bed. She was gone the next morning when he woke up and her car was not in the driveway. Her family began to worry after multiple attempts to contact her that day failed. Two days later, on July 5th, now note the description of this car. Now, this car should take you back maybe to a possible another case. A 2007 Chevrolet Impala was found parked with a flat tire by Mar marker number 14. Does that not sound familiar? Mile marker number 14 on the Bluegrass Parkway? So think about that. They said, the police, the keys were still in the ignition and her purse and cell phone was also found inside. She was uh, officially reported missing by her mother, Sherry Ballard, the same day. Now, the Ballard family was very vocal about their suspicion of Brooks Huck having some sort of involvement in Roger's disappearance early on in this case. In an interview, Crystal's sister said Brooks has not offered once, not once, to search, help, or do anything for the family. On July 8th, Huck was brought in by the Nelson County Sheriff's Office for questioning. Now, they uh, pay very close attention to this next, next sentence. Nick Huck, Brooks, Brooks' brother, and a Bardstown police officer called mid-interview and told him not to speak with police. So his brother was a Bardstown police officer and told him, shut the hell up. Stop! The next day, Nick was called to testify in front of a grand jury, which led to police to suspect he also had involvement with the disappearance of Crystal. In and in at this time, Nick stopped cooperating with the sheriff's office. However, he agreed to a polygraph test after being interviewed by Kentucky State Police, which we're going to look at. Nick finally took a polygraph test on July 20th after being contacted by the FBI. The examiner expressed grave concerns about the results of the Barstown Police Chief McCoven. Does that name sound familiar? On October 16, 2015, Nick was fired from the Barstown Police Department. Brooks was officially named a suspect in the case. A white Buick became an important piece of evidence when a private investigator found that one was parked at the Huck farm the night Crystal disappeared. The Huck brothers' grandmother, Anita Whitesides, owned a white Buick, but sold it several weeks after Rogers went missing. Interesting. Authorities issue a subpoena for the 82-year-old to testify in front of a grand jury, 82 years old. 
the subpoena stated that my that the car may have been used to dispose of the body, clean and so an attempt to prevent evidence from being discovered. Whitesides refused to testify in front of a grand jury. She refused. Attorney Jason Floyd said the statement to place that the car buyer's information was enough. A judge later ruled to keep the all future proceedings involving Whiteside confidential. Why is that? That's awful interesting. In August 2016, police searched the residence of Whitesides and Nick Huck for DNA. Despite multiple search efforts and a $100,000 reward being offered for any information, Rogers remains missing. Raymond, the new Nelson County Sheriff appointed in 2019, has stated he's committed to solving this case. In an interview, Raymond said that the agency has a good idea what happened to Rogers and his mission is to find enough facts and evidence to make an arrest. Interesting. Now, in 2023, in September, Nelson County Grand Jury indicted a local man, Joseph Lawson, 32, on charges of conspiracy to commit murder and complicity in tampering with physical evidence. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what tampering with physical evidence is, and you need to look up that definition in KRS, which is Kentucky Revised Statute, which I do not have that ready to handle available for you, but I will get that later during the show. Then Diamond did not identify any victim, but the dates given for the murder correspond to Roger's disappearance. Remember that we found out that one person was held in federal custody and somebody had drawing that was related, probably tied to another case. And the similarities were there. On October 5th, 2023, her former boyfriend, Brooke Huck, was arraigned in Nelson County Court on charges of murder. Prosecutor Shane Young asked for a $10 million bond. The prosecutor also revealed investigators recovered a gun sold by Huck's brother under an assumed name that could be matched for the murder weapon and killer of Roger's father, Tommy Ballard. So isn't that interesting? So that is what I say. Hello, Bob. Good evening. How are you doing? We're doing well. Uh, there are our uh, activities over, and we're about to head back toward the house. I'm awesome. glad to be here for this case. So well, I just covered Exhibit A. Now let's go to Exhibit B. And pay close attention on not only of what is said, ladies and gentlemen, but also Remember that Chevy Impala that we showed on one of the news channels? So, action. G-L-Y. Uh, we called a press conference today because of a missing person report that we had taken. And uh, 
that we are currently working with the family and several agencies are trying to locate uh, Crystal Rogers. Um, I've got some information here that I want to hand out to you all, which went out in a uh, press release. It's uh, the pictures of the of the caller that we have up on the screen and uh, pictures of Crystal. Uh, how this, I want to just fill you in and bring you up to date when we started. Uh, yesterday afternoon at approximately three o'clock, a family member came to the sheriff's office to report that they believed that Crystal Rogers was missing. Uh, shortly thereafter, another family member found Crystal's car near the 14 mile marker on the Bluegrass Parkway. Uh, it raised a bunch of concern because a tire on the vehicle was flat and Crystal's personal belongings, including her cell phone and purse, were left in the vehicle. Keys were still in the car. Uh, we immediately uh, began trying to reach trace uh, Crystal's steps. And the uh, last person that we know that Crystal was with was uh, her boyfriend or uh, common law husband. They have a child together. They live here at Barstown and uh, his name is Brooks Howe. And I want everyone to know that he has been completely cooperative with our investigation and has tried to assist us in any way that he can and has been helping us today as well as he did yesterday. And uh, uh, we need everyone's help and everyone in the Ballard family and in the Brooks Howe family to come together to try and figure out where Crystal is at. Uh, I want to introduce uh, uh, Captain Tom Roby with the Barstown Police Department. Uh, the Barstown Police Department has been assisting us as well as the Kentucky State Police, the Kentucky State Police Crime Lab, uh, the Hardin County Narcotics Task Force, uh, NAR County. We've had an air unit from Narcotics the Kentucky State Task Police involved, and uh, we are working as a team to try and find out where Crystal is and what Since is when does narcotics get involved uh, on a missing the, persons case? Some of the family members are here. This is uh, uh, Tommy Ballard, who is Crystal's father. This is uh, her sister, Brooke, and uh, other family members. Uh, and they have chosen uh, Tom Roby to speak to them. Uh, if you're wondering, uh, Crystal is a niece to uh, one of my deputies, Barbara Roby, who is retired from the Barstown Police Department. Remember, her father and, has uh, been murdered. She has been the liaison between the family and us, and we're trying to, to uh, find out every bit of information we can uh, to locate her. And what I'm asking is that if the public saw anything on the Bluegrass Parkway near the 14 mile marker involving the Maroon Chevrolet Impala behind me that is also on the handout and Crystal uh, anytime between uh, late Friday night and yesterday afternoon, uh, we would like to hear from them what they saw and if there's anything that they can relate to us that might help in this investigation. Uh, we currently have many people uh, with boots on the ground uh, searching areas, uh, checking and processing uh, the vehicle. And 
with that said, I would like uh, if Tom Roby would speak on behalf of the ballot panel. Thank you. Uh, on behalf of all the Crystals family and friends, thank you for helping us get the word out. Um, I also would like to ask everyone for the continued support, everyone who shared the information on social media, uh, spreading the word. Uh, thank everyone for the, the prayers and their support. Uh, if you think you saw something or if you think you know something, even what you may think is insignificant, please call because it could be very important. We also that if Crystal can hear our voice, uh, we love you. We want to know where you're at. Contact us. Let us know you're okay. And uh, just continue to pray and help us. Thank you. At this time, I'll answer any questions that anybody may have uh, regarding what we've done. Uh, it may be limited in what I can answer because we're currently uh, working in several different areas. So if anybody has any questions, we can take them. Can you be more specific in the search efforts as far as what resources you're using? I know we saw a okay. helicopter ever using dogs. Uh, the family has done a whole lot of searching themselves uh, that I'm, I haven't been directly involved in. Um, there's nothing worse than sitting idle when you're feeling this way and you want to be a part of the solution. And uh, they had been out working, been out on four wheelers, checking different farms. As far as the police department, uh, we're currently processing a vehicle in an undisclosed location with uh, members of the Kentucky State Police Crime Lab and uh, 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 assistance from the Barstown Police Crime Scene Unit. Uh, our guys have uh, been out to her home and searched her home. Uh, and we have also uh, been in contact with uh, other members of the family on the farms. Currently looking in those areas, the air unit has searched along the Bluegrass Parkway as well as the family, uh, just looking for any type of lead. And uh, uh, what we're hoping by putting this information out to the public is that uh, somebody saw something somewhere that will get us going in the right direction. Was there any sign of a struggle at the car, or has she been in any kind of argument or altercation? We do not have that. <clears throat> All right. So let me terminate that. So, Bob, what do you think about that mile, mar mile marker? The mile marker is interesting, but so I can, look, this is a missing person. They claim they have no evidence whatsoever of any altercation, and they're already talking about drugs. They have more information, and that was a big, that was a big, uh, I think, a big mistake. Exhibit C. Let me share my screen here. Now, this is uh, somebody's brother. And this is the lie detector, the polygraph examiner's results. And action. Who is Nick Houck and what does he know about some of the most high-profile murders in Bardstown? The special prosecutor in the murder of Crystal Rogers dropped a bombshell in court yesterday revealing Nick Houck, the brother of the man charged in Rogers' murder, is being investigated for the murder of her father, Tommy Ballard. And we were waiting for testing to come back on the farm we believe was used to murder 
Tommy Ballard, a firearm that we purchased from Nicholas Howe, who was using a fake name when he sold the rock. Berks Houck is now in jail, charged with murdering Crystal Rogers. Shortly after the mother of five disappeared, his brother Nick was fired from the Bardstown Police Department for interfering with the investigation. We have been digging deeper through old police interviews. In one of them, Nick explodes when an investigator told him he failed a lie detector test surrounding the disappearance of Crystal Rogers. Because you're telling me I'm lying and I know I'm not. I know the truth, you know? I know the truth. I know the truth. Everybody else I've spoken to. Here's what I'm getting. We just said. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. I most definitely have. And if you don't want to believe it, that's your issue. It's not mine. It's not just me. I showed you, dude. I don't give a damn what your computer said. Just before this heated exchange, Nick Houck sat calmly in his unbuttoned Bardstown police uniform as he's told he did not pass a lie detector test. Some of the questions, do you know where Crystal is right now? And are you hiding any information about what happened to Crystal? You didn't tell me the truth on both of those questions. And it's no longer a matter of wondering, do you know anything about what happened? We're past that now. I'm no longer asking you if you know. You do. Nick Houck sat in silence. The official then opens his computer to show Nick the results of his polygraph. Exception indicated. 100 percent the examiner you. also asked nick about the phone call he made to brooks while he was being questioned by a detective i know you told me innocent people got jammed up but if you're telling me to leave i'll get up and leave and he asked nick as a police officer why he wasn't more involved with helping find crystal Listen, they come up with all these lies about, well, there's bodily fluid in your car, there's blood. There is no way in hell there is any blood in that car. No I'm just telling you. Hell. I didn't do it. I don't know nothing about it. Somebody can be. I don't know anything about it. My brother, and I can tell you, I know him well enough. He didn't do it. You asked him, what can I do? There's nothing we can do. You know? She's just gone. I mean, hope, hopefully, like I said, she'll show up any minute. And if not, obviously, you guys are going to find her at some point. Find out know. how she was killed. Is there evidence under her fingernails? All this stuff. And it's not going to point toward him or me. Who would it point to? I, well, how the hell would I know that? That's I'm not asking you. Now, this interview happened shortly after Crystal Rogers disappeared. Now, what do you think about that, Bob? Well, so can I tell you, on uh, polygraphs fail one third of the time. 33 and a third percent of polygraphs give false results. Okay, so, uh, and he is under a tremendous amount of stress while he's answering those questions. So he, he now, two thirds of the time, they're correct. So the thing I would say is he better be kept a suspect. And we knew from Jason and others that something funky was going on in the Bardstown police, and it's just too much. Look, there's too many coincidences, uh, and I don't I, believe I have in to them. Find out the stats. I know the stats have changed, but why is it that he passed everything on the polygraph? But that besides those two questions, because they're the most. They would be the ones that would be most upsetting and most most uh, indicative that he was involved, even if he wasn't. So, in other words, he's having a reaction to it because he's worried. So you think that's, he's that's the, 
I, I don't. I do not think he's innocent. But the but and they used the lie detector, the polygraph, exactly like they should have, which is show him his bad test and try to stir him up into making a confession. And they failed because the polygraph is inadmissible because of the statistics I gave you. And so without his confession, the polygraph did nothing. Well, got him fired from the Barstown Police Department. Well, that that that, that that that's that's justifiable. His 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 firing is justifiable, especially if he did not participate in work he should have participated in. I mean, why would you in call those your brother and tell him to shut the hell up? That is very that that's tampering with a witness and tampering with evidence. I mean, he, that's a crime. And that alone is enough to fire him. I need to find out the actual uh, statistics on the polygraph, polygraph results on the test. Exhibit yeah. D. Because I don't think it's two-thirds. I could be wrong. But it's been a while. Oops. While you're bringing it up, let me ask you a question. Do the, do the polygraphers there use the chest bands, the fingers, uh, conductivity of the fingers, and have you sit yes, on a very special new, cushion? Very special cushion. Yes, all the new technology. Okay, well then, then it's probably better than one out of three. And like I said before in other shells, it depends on who's administering it and uh, in the equipment they use as well. Yeah, most polygraphers that are that are rare, that use that particular equipment and are certified, they don't do things that will uh, cause things to screw up. They say, look, there's a problem. Do you want to comment on it? And then they'll ask the question three or four times. So when you take a polygraph, ladies and gentlemen, how it works is that uh, they read you the questions prior. They let you know that you don't go into a polygraph test without knowing the questions. So, you know, prior before taking the test, what is being asked of you? And it's more than that. It's more than that. A good polygrapher says, we don't want you worrying about anything. Concentrate solely on our purpose for being here. Don't let anything else in your mind uh, be in there. Concentrate on this particular case and knowing our questions are only rated to this. If you've committed another crime, we're not asking about it. I mean, they would do that. They really want him concentrating on this case. Good polygraphers are pros. But the questions are specified. They're not general questions. That's they correct. Are and they're known ahead yes of time. Or, yes. So, and that's what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, you know, every, it's, it's not, it, the polygraph test is not a trick test like you see on TV. You go over the examiner questions before you even get hooked up to the machine, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, give you some background knowledge. And this is the actual this interview. This is kind of what the daily thing, I've got to go through this every day to keep everybody rolling, everybody happy. 
And this switches subdivisions. You see, I put copper fields up here, and then these are the number of houses I got going out there. I've got different subs in different spots. Sorry, that thing will go off pretty that's constantly. Right, that's right, that's right. I've got all people over all over the county, too. That was him. He's on his way back with you. Alright. And I thought I had busy days. No, I've just been used to the custom position. I said, so I grew up. Right. You know. Was your dad a builder? My dad was a construction worker for CSX Railroad. Oh, okay. About 24, 25 years. I read a book when I was in high school. That's what started me doing this. You know what those abbreviations are like Kentucky, Kentucky Lincoln National, Wilson Beer, Town and Country, Springfield State Bank. Springfield. Okay. You want me to write that out for you? No, that's all right. There's the only one I didn't recognize. All right. If you notice too, ladies and gentlemen, we had rendered drawings. I think I won the shows, Bob, didn't we? Of the suspects. Yes, we did. Yes, 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 we did. Especially one. The swarthy guy with uh, with uh, 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 short, not not flat top, but short hair. Right. Yeah, I'm finding too. It's ninety percent accurate. I think too. Cryptic Cowboy, yeah. I actually had statistics on that somewhere in my police files. I have to look. I'm like, it's on probably another computer. But it's the, been so the, many years. Can I, can, I, can I tell you what I know? <laughs> it's yeah. kind of funny. The, the uh, just, just so people know, I took polygraphs 12 times a year for a decade for my job. Okay, so, uh, and the thing that increased the accuracy and really was a help, especially to people who were honest and were doing the right thing because they wouldn't screw up as much, is the pucker factor uh, cushion. Good information. That was the thing that made a big deal. And they listen to your deal. voice. They listen to your voice and they analyze your voice for uh, uh, signs of stress. 
and they're looking for any irregularities in your breathing, changes in skin conductivity, and changes in blood pressure. It's it's gotten much much better. Oh yeah, they almost got it down to the science. Well, if I don't ask you, then somebody's gonna ask me why I didn't ask you later. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So when I ask you a question, it's not to be offensive; it's to get to get the question cleared up so that we can move on to another. I understand. Yeah, I'll help however I can. So, one of the one of the rumors that we're hearing is that you all had gotten notice from the IRS that you were being investigated for tax evasion. Is that correct or incorrect? No, sir. Not no, correct. Sir. And again, yeah. these are all rumors that people are calling in about. That's so. fine. Um, and who can, where you can get a legitimate social about verifying everything. Right across the street here, up here at Gilbert Brown, Brown Company CPAs does my taxes. He has for several years. If I need to sign a form to release all his documentation on me for that, you're all more than welcome to it. That's the easiest way for me. These are these are again these are sorry. Ask whatever you got to ask. Um, had you and Crystal ever talked about breaking up? I mean, obviously we have fought just like any other sure, uh, sure, sure. any other uh, any other couple. But in the last several years, I mean, that right it, it's came up. But we've always found ourselves together moving forward. Um, so that it's it's mentioned, but it's never it's never happened, and we've always found ourselves together moving forward. Okay. I know she didn't work out of the home currently, but had she worked out of the home recently? Had she had a job outside of taking care of the rental property? Well, she took care of uh, two young children. Uh, so she did some babysitting there at the house for some extra money. One little boy was about Eli's size, and other ones, I don't know how old, but he was a little bit older. And uh, I don't know how long, if it was eight months or a year, but she had worked at the store up the road from our house for the, I don't want to say anything discriminatory, but I don't want to say they're not Americans, but they don't. They're Indians. All right, yeah, I don't, don't want, have the, I don't want to say nothing. The convenience but, store. Yeah, convenience yeah. store. She worked for some folks up there. I do not know. There, I think it might be Sandy or Sandeep or something like that, but I don't know. Is they worked? At, she worked up there at that gas station for quite some time, but that that's been quite some time ago. Was that before or after Eli was born? I think she started there before before he was born. And she did work some. I thought I had it keyed, so bear with me. If not, I'll go to the next video. I've been up here a good. Here we go. No custody custody issues with Keith. I know that. Um, I know that Tori uh, has told her before that um, she gets mad. If, uh, Tori gets mad if she's been corrected or something like that right there. She'll say, well, I'm going to my dad's house or I'm going over here. You know, they'll want to flip flop back or forth or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, split house. Play out. one off the other. Yeah, I know Tori does that. But, I mean, I don't think they've ever really had any big issue on getting the kids. From what I can understand, that's been pretty good. I mean, if one of them wants them or uh, Keith wants them for a little bit or the kids want to go over there, they just had kind of like a, a mutual agreement with that's what they did. That's just what they did. I never really struggled with it, you know. Yeah. Well, okay. So I guess where I go from here, 
um, we, we're, we're still getting video from different places, you know, that along, along that route. Uh, Can I get this? Sure. Please. Hello? No. I, I'm, up, I'm up here. What I'm the up, hell are you I'm doing? I'm in this interview with uh, the detective, Detective Snow. I've been up here a good little while. I'm filling out this uh, this statement here and everything. Do, is it, do, are you telling me that's are you telling me that's what I need to do? He's telling his brother if you he can hear him not to. I know I know I know I know I know that. But the way that I look at it is I'm innocent. I ain't done nothing wrong. What you know. I know you told me innocent people got jammed up, but if you're telling me to leave, I'll get up and leave. If you want me, if you want me to, I know I'm going through a lot, but I'm trying to get this guy to help me. I don't think she, I don't think she's ran off with some other guy. I don't, I don't believe that. You can't make me think that. No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so, I mean, so, so do I. I'll do exactly what you're telling me to do right now. Do you want me to get up and leave? Man, I don't think these guys. I don't think, I don't think these people thought of vindictive just to, to skin me for no reason. Man, this is not their family. This is not. stop there and we'll go to exhibit d nick is really suspicious to me uh there's a lot of things that uh are very questionable at this point blow this up now watch the faces on this one that broke this morning. The case of Christopher Rogers is one of Bardstown's five unsolved murders, and now the significant arrest of former boyfriend Brooks Howe. As you can imagine, this is something the Ballard family and Bardstown have been praying for. Our team has been in Bardstown all day long. Isaiah Kim Martinez is hearing from residents who have followed this so closely. But first, Shay McAllister is live outside the Nelson County Courthouse. Shay, can you explain the charges here that we learned about today? 
Absolutely, Doug. I mean, today's arrest, certainly just absolutely huge news in this community. Brooks Houck was arrested by Kentucky State Police troopers and special agents with the FBI early this morning. We've learned that arrest happened on a job site where he was doing construction. He was initially booked into the Nelson County Jail and he did shots, one in a t-shirt, the second in an orange jumpsuit. He was then transferred down the Harden County Detention Center, and that is where he is right now. Take a look at his latest mugshot. You can see it right here. He was booked in in an orange jumpsuit, something many folks here in Bardstown told us they hoped to see, but in some ways didn't know if they ever would. Houck is facing two different charges. He is facing murder and he is facing tampering with physical evidence. Both of these charges in connection to the death of Crystal Rogers. We want to get you the information you need to know right now. So things about this arrest. First of all, he is facing those two charges, one count of each. Again, it is murder and tampering with physical evidence. A Nelson County judge placed Houck under a $10 million cash bond. That is a huge cash bond, especially in this community. And as you know, Houck has been the main suspect in this case since 2015. He was the last person to see Crystal Rogers alive. Well, those charges were filed here at the Nelson County Courthouse early this morning. And within minutes of that arrest, Sherry Ballard, Crystal's mom, was here with Crystal's daughter inside the courthouse waiting to talk to the clerk. As it turns out, they weren't here because of the Brooks Houck arrest. They were here for something else. They were here to fight for custody of the son that Brooks shared with Crystal. That was Eli. And tonight we have an update on that custody battle and more details on the indictment. Finally, his face is not smug. He knows he's been caught. It's an arrest that has everyone's attention. Brooks Houck, Crystal Rogers' boyfriend, and the main suspect in her disappearance, charged with her murder and tampering with physical evidence. According to the indictment, the charges stem from an incident July 4th weekend of 2015, just days before Crystal's car was found abandoned on the side of the Bluegrass Parkway with her keys phone and purse inside. He was named the main suspect within three months, but never charged until today. It's just a miracle that this has happened. And finally, he's where he needs to be and where he's supposed to be. And he needs to stay there. Federal investigators accuse Houck of intentionally causing the death of Crystal Rogers and destroying, concealing, mutilating or removing physical evidence in connection to the crime. He was arrested without incident early Wednesday morning while on a job site outside of Bardstown. We've been able to confirm this was the moment Brooks was put into handcuffs. He has since been booked into multiple jails, taking three different mug shots, two in orange jumpsuits. My first reaction was just Sherry and her family getting the justice that they have fought so much for and never let up her faith. It's just been inspiring to everyone. And to get those answers, it just, it gave me chills, you know, for her. While news of the arrest spread fast, Sherry Ballard, Crystal's mom, has been focused on something else, something she's been fighting for since the day her daughter disappeared. She wants custody of Eli, Crystal's son with Brooks. He was just a toddler when his mom went missing. We talked to Sherry about the custody battle two years ago after Sherry lost all visitation rights and had no communication with the little boy. One day, that baby is going to be old enough to come and see me. And he's going to know everything I have done to fight for him. 
Today, that fight continued with a petition for emergency custody, according to someone close to the case. We're told it was denied for now, but a hearing later this week could change that. As for Eli's dad, he is currently in the Hardin County Detention Center on a $10 million bond. So, did you hear the word mutilating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, that they don't have her body. But they have to have they evidence. That? They have to have evidence of a mutilation of some type that they gathered, probably with FBI crime scene investigators, because they never found her body. That is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, you remember these photographs? There's one. There's two. And there's three. So just remember those photographs. Very interesting. So we know that the we know that that one guy that worked for Huck or Hook or whatever how you say his name was arrested his employee right then later the boyfriend was arrested so is he behind in federal custody starting to talk is this where these charges are coming out of is that a possibility Bob. It is, but again, they have to have evidence of a crime. She could easy, she could have run off, okay? So without evidence of a crime, he is going to skate. So they have to have DNA, other things. They have to have a witness. They have to have somebody squealing on it. They got to have something to arrest well, him I for this crime. They, I think they do have somebody squealing is my point. I think that's what I think. I think his employee starting to have loose lips. Well, and that and probably the employee that knows doesn't want to be an accessory before and or after the fact. So he's going to squeal on him. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. So what we've done, ladies and gentlemen, we have done something unusual. We have uh, told the psychics what case they're going to be working on. And we are letting them prepare for this. Our intentions are trying to understand what happened to, to Crystal and see if we can try to find out where her remains are located. So is that right, Bob? Or that yes, it is indeed. Yes, it is. Sorry, I had a mic, my mic muted for one second. No, it's fine. So next week is uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. So we're not going to have a show next week. So it'll be two weeks from now. Uh, we'll have the psychics have plenty of time. Uh, people with abilities to work on their leisure to on this case. So I, I do not know what to expect. Uh, I, I did get some results from one. Was very uh, in, impressed about uh, their results. But um uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because this is totally different than what we're accustomed to doing. So what are your thoughts, Bob? Uh, hey, you might as well sh shake things up a little bit and let people try to work different ways. Because, I mean, the way we were doing it might not play to the strengths of one or more of the psychics. This way might play more to the strengths. I mean, we'll, we'll just have to see. I mean, this is all uh, learned by doing. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen.
So, uh, like I said, uh, if any other information comes available, uh, we'll disclose it on the next show. Uh, but uh, if Bob and I don't see you before next week, happy Thanksgiving. And, happy uh, Thanksgiving to everybody. And if also, if, if you have any information uh, that you know about this case that the authorities need to know, please contact the Nelson County Sheriff's Office or I prefer you contact the FBI directly and let them know on their tip uh, tip line. So it's it's very important. Uh, but we will circle back in a couple of weeks and see what results we get. Hopefully it's got something that uh, we could sink our teeth into. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And from coast to coast around the world, Godspeed, and we'll catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.